Glory to God. So, so who wants to preach? You hear me? I said, who wants to preach? Glory to God. Man, if you're a child of God, just give me my hand clap of praise. I thought Joe was going to beat the covers off them drums right then. <laughs> Brother was hitting that. Hallelujah. Boy, he's worthy of our praise. Does it feel good inside of your spirit to praise the living God? That's what it's about. We're not here to, to have some kind of emotionalism, some physical sensation. We're here to praise God. Whoa, if that don't get your fire burning in your woods with it, come on. Glory to God. And once again, I'm Pastor Houston with PG Fellowship. My beautiful wife, Lana's right there. We're grateful to be here. We're grateful that you guys are joining us on social media right now. I feel like I can fly through that stained glass. Man alive. Glory to God. I'm going to try to get through this sermon. Man, I'm shaking right now. I'm just going to tell you. I mean, right now, man, the Holy Ghost is in here, Brother Steve. You hear me? If you have a need, today's the day. Glory to God. If you got your Bibles, and you better have your Bibles. No amens on that one? When you come to church, bring your Bibles. Man, I'm shaking, bro. I'm shaking, man. Man, I'm shaking right now. Holy Spirit, have your way in here this morning. Man. Who loves the Lord? Woo, someone may be preaching other than me in just a minute. Glory to God. Turn to 1 Peter. Oh, hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to read a scripture or two here. Whew. And we're going to pray what the Holy Ghost wants to do. Amen. All right, 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm still not there. We're going to talk about walking with a purpose today, okay? We hear it all the time, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of us being here? What's the purpose of what you're doing? What's the purpose? But we're going to talk about walking with a purpose today, amen? So 1 Peter chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 9, read a couple verses. And then, like I said, we're going to see what the Holy Spirit of the living God wants to do. Verse 9, second chapter of 1 Peter. But you, say that's me, church. But you are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10 says, once you were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now has obtained mercy. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I thank you, Lord, right now for the praise and worship that we had here this morning, Father God. I thank you for these for this congregation, Father God, right here that's really pressing in. I can feel it right now in the name of Jesus that they're pressing in to the presence of the Most High God. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that you heard our prayer requests, and right now, supernaturally, you're acting upon them. I thank you for the praise reports that we had, and I look forward to the praise reports to come from the prayer requests that we asked, Father God. Now, Lord, I thank you that you have given us all a purpose purpose as I preach the word that you've given me today Lord I ask you to anoint my tongue I ask you to burn Houston Jared up Father God that no one looks forward to seeing me nor remembers me when I'm gone but only the infallible word of Jesus Christ I thank you for this congregation right here Lord I thank you for these young people little flaming arrows that's raising up in God's army to do the work of the ministry Father God I thank you for the adults that are here today, Father God. I pray you give them wisdom and revelation, Lord. And we're never fail going to give you the glory, Lord. We're going to praise you and honor you. And we do this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. glory to God. So we're talking about walking with a purpose. You know, the word says, if the blind leadeth the blind, they'll both surely fall in the ditch. They have no purpose. Amen. Are y'all with me on this? Y'all stick with me today. We have to have a purpose when we walk. When I leave the house every morning, I have a purpose. I have a plan that day of what I want to do. Now, sometimes it gets wrecked up. Ask my wife. I don't always get it done. But I have a purpose. We cannot walk aimlessly in and out. Amen? We have purpose in life. And God says right here in 1 Peter that you're chosen. That we're a royal priesthood. Behind those kind, that we're his own special people. Unique. Each and every one of us. Therefore, we have purpose. We wasn't, it ain't by coincidence that you're who you are and I'm who I am. Amen? Amen. It's not by just guessing, choice. We have, God created us for a time such as this for his divine purpose. Amen? The purpose is to serve Him. The purpose of your life and my life, I don't care what occupation you have, I don't care what uh, genealogy you have, I don't care who you are, what your last name is, what color your skin is, male or female, what I'm saying is God predestined you for His purpose. Now don't no one freak out on the word predestined. I think God gave us the ability of free choice. Amen? But he made a way that all shall come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and none shall perish. That's predestined. I don't know if he predestined us to, for, him to, for him to commit to what we're going to do today. That's the choice that we have. But he predestined us to have eternity with him. That's called purpose. Hallelujah. It's God's plan. Purpose is for us to have divine direction towards the Father. Are y'all getting what I'm saying here? So I've got a couple points I'm going to cover today on how to do that. First point, we have to learn to trust God. This is a very simple gospel, Jason. This is a very simple gospel, Steve. We have to learn to trust God. How many times have y'all heard me say that faith is not stepping out on a limb, but faith is stepping out there when you don't see a limb? Come on, somebody. I said faith is stepping out there and saying, God, I know what it looks like in the natural 
But I'm stepping because I trust you. We've got to learn to trust God. How do you think Peter felt when he said, Lord, just call me and I'll come? When he, when he put his foot in the water, did his foot get wet? Absolutely his foot get wet. Got wet. But if he didn't trust the Lord and keep his eye on the purpose that Jesus has called him, he'd have probably kept on sinking. But instead he walked on water. Trusting God is walking on water. When it don't seem like there's a way to do it, I'm going to trust you, Lord. How many of y'all have ever had to trust God when it seemed like there was no way it could possibly happen? Think about that for a minute. It's not an easy thing sometimes to trust God because we live here. We live with these two eyes and these two ears. And the circumstances around us sometimes sway us to trust other things. I'm talking to somebody this morning. We've got to learn to trust God. you got your Bibles turned to Psalms 56. Y'all bear with me this morning. I'm going to try to get through this so we can get to these baptisms and be home by three. <laughs> Psalms 56 is on the board. It says, when I'm afraid. Has anyone in here ever been afraid? Am I just going to preach to myself this morning? It says, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. That's a capital letter, you, or Y, for you. It says, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust, therefore I shall not be afraid. We just sang about it. Most of this church praised it. I will not fear. I'm a child of God. Until it comes knocking. Can we just sing it right here in church on Sunday? That when Monday morning rolls around and things ain't looking... When fear comes knocking, can we recite this verse and say, Lord, I'm a child of God. I will not fear. I will put my trust in the living God. This is the same God that rose Jesus from the dead and I got to be concerned about a virus. I got to be concerned about other things that are so temperamental, none of it's permanent. I will trust in God. It's key, brother. We got to remember who we are in Jesus, that we're a chosen person, a peculiar person. We're part of a royal priesthood. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ Himself to inherit the kingdom of God. We are royalty. And when we can buy into that, and we can believe it from here to here, then we can learn to trust God more. You got to know who you are. I come from a lineage of Jared's. Y'all pray for me. But at the end of the day, I'm a child of God. At the end of the day, that's who we are. You got to know who you are in Jesus. You got to know who you are in Jesus. Let's turn over to, I'll tell you what, let's just stay right there. Let's go to Ephesians 4. Are y'all with me still? I love you this morning. We're going we're gonna to get through this pretty quick. We're going to see what God wants to do. Ephesians 4, verse 11. I'm going to go ahead and start reading. It says, And he himself gave some, it's talking about who you are in Christ, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for edifying the body of Christ. Stay with me. Till we come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, 
uh, to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of his fullness in Christ. I know that's a lot. Y'all go back and read it out and study it out. Study on 14 right here. That we should no longer be children. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Jesus Christ. No longer, it says, shall we be tossed like little children by every little wind of doctrine by every little person elected, by every CDC rule implemented, no longer shall we be moved by that like little children. But instead, we'll be moved by the head of the church, Christ Jesus. Are y'all with me this morning? You see, the more we learn to trust God and find out who we are in God, who Jesus, who who died for us, when we find out how much, how bright the blood of Jesus truly is, then we can become more trusting, and therefore we grow up spiritually. We learn to mature spiritually. We're no longer like little children on milk. As we learn to trust God more, and we see, um, we see how God moves in our lives and works in our lives, and we can trust God a little more and a little more and a little more, we, we begin to grow in our spiritual walk, and then we start to lead others. Ain't that the whole idea of this, Brother Shoulders? Come to find out this thing, uh, Christianity, has nothing to do with me anyway. It's about my brother. It's about these brothers who gave their life to Jesus. You think that's about me? No, right here it says some are called to be pastors and teachers and evangelists, but it's for the equipping of the saints. That's y'all. It's for the equipping of the saints that we can edify Christ Jesus and build the church. I'm not necessarily talking about PG fellowship, but it looks great to preach to these many people. But I'm talking about the big C church. That's why we do this. So people don't have to die and go to hell. Can I just get blunt with it? Amen. It's crucial to walk with a purpose, but first we've got to be able to trust the one who gave us the purpose. Amen. That's why, my friends, that prayer and reading your Bible is vitally important. How else are we going to grow maturity, spiritual maturity? How else are we going to increase in that if we're not reading the Word of God? If we're not on our face before God? If we're not praying and crying out to the Father? We've got to read the Word. He's already wrote us a book. This is an instruction manual. On what we need to be doing as followers of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me? So we're going to have a purpose in life. We're going to learn to trust God more. And then you know what comes after that? We can make some godly choices. Glory to God. I don't know about y'all, but there's been maybe one or two times in my life where I made some choices that wasn't based on God. <laughs> maybe once, maybe twice, right? I've made some choices in life that I've later regretted, right? I still make some choices sometimes that I later regret, especially when she gets on me. God love her. We tend to blame other people for the bad choices that we make in life. Who am I talking to this morning? I'm talking to myself. 
I have tended in the past to blame others for the poor choices I've made. Now, we were all born into circumstances that probably some of us didn't like. Things happened to us growing up that maybe we didn't like. We made some choices as adults that maybe wasn't the best for us. But at the end of the day, the common denominator in most of our adult choices is me and you. I was there for every bit of it. I can point the blame on the system. I can point the blame on the way I was raised. I can point the blame on all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, I made a poor choice. Can't blame, you know, everyone looks for the enemy behind every corner. You know, the devil's after you. I feel the enemy after me. Brother, you feel your flesh rising up. You see what I'm saying? You feel your flesh rising up. Oh, I could tell. I could taste a beer today. Oh, I wanted to drink a beer so bad today. Brother, that's your flesh talking. We, we can claim it's the enemy all we want, but let me tell you, there's three voices in my head. Y'all hear voices too? I got the Holy Ghost. And His voice usually comes with one of them kicking me upside the head. And then I do have the enemy sometimes, and he's whispering. He's saying, what are you going to look like in front of that church today? That ain't you, Houston. That ain't you. You're just going to be a part of something that don't even matter. What are you doing? That's the second voice I hear. That's accusing. And then there's another voice up there. It's old Houston. Come on, somebody. Old Houston sometimes wants to lead. Am I the only one? And that, that voice there, it usually leads to, honey, I'm sorry. What I'm getting at, we got to be able to decipher the good, the bad, the angel and the little devil, like the little cartoon. Do it. And the little angel saying, don't do it. We got to be able to decipher the difference in that. And then we make our choices based on that. We don't fly by the seat of our britches and make choices. We make choices based on the Word of God and Holy Spirit conviction. If you're not having Holy Spirit conviction, please come talk to me. If you don't hear the voice of God convicting you, then you may not be plugged in to the power source. Come on, somebody. Come on. we got to make godly choices. Go to Matthew. We'll go to Matthew chapter 7. How do you know if you're making godly choices? Like I said, some, some of the greatest ideas I ever had had me saying, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. I thought it was a great idea. Probably should have run that one by God in my wife. Y'all with me? How do we know we make godly choices? Y'all stick with me on this, okay? I'm not going to be here all day, I promise you. 7.13 of Matthew We'll go to 20. It says, enter by the narrow gate. This is your red letters. Jesus Christ speaking to us. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way, and that, that way leads to destruction. And there are many, it says. How many is many? I don't know. But it says, and many will go by that way. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there will be few. I'm glad I'm in the few this morning. Hallelujah, it says, and few will find it. It says to beware in verse 15 of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. Glory to God. 
It goes on to say, Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Verse 17, Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. That's a mouthful. It says, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, when you see the word therefore, it's reiterating everything he just says. Therefore, by their fruits, they will be known. I'm going to bring that to 2021. Therefore, by your fruits, you will be known. It's by the fruit, Brother Larry. you got to judge the fruit. You can get up. You can say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. You can claim to be this and claim to be that. But what's the fruit displaying? Are you loving on people? Are you growing spiritually maturing? Do you have a good prayer life? Are you reading the Word of God? Are we passing judgment on everything we see on CNN? I'm not going to ask anyone to raise their hand here. Because I've been guilty, especially during football season. Although this year... Are we watching so much time on TV, whether it be the news, whether it be game shows, whether it be sports, and we're spending more time there than we are with the Word of God? I'll know you by your fruits, Jesus said. Now, I think, I, you know, don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for everything, and I'm not saying TV's bad, and I'm not saying, I am saying Tennessee football's bad. I, I, I'm not saying staying up on current, current events is bad. But what I'm saying is, are you trusting God and making the right choices to know more about God? Where we spend our time and our money, usually that's where our heart is. Let me say it again. Where we spend our time and our money, usually that's where our heart is. Amen? We've got to make better choices. We've got to make better choices. They've got to be based on the Word of God. Are y'all with me? So we're going to have a purpose in life. And with that purpose, we're going to learn to trust God. We're going to make better choices. And my third point is going to be we got to learn to confide in God. How many people come to me and say, Brother, what do you think? i got this thing going on in life, and I, I welcome that. And they say, well, what do you think? I said, well, what did God say? I said, well, I ain't talked to God. Well, so why are you talking to me about it? We need to confide in God. Once we spend time in prayer and we're asking God from the heart, from the inner unction, Lord, I really want you to protect my family. When stuff comes your way, all of a sudden one-year-old babies are protected. Glory to God. Because we're confiding in God. We're asking God, help me make a godly choice so I can trust you more and walk out the purpose that you have for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all go to Jeremiah. I'll just read these off the board. You know what, Pat? You and Jeff want to come up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As they come up, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. Let's get this out of here. As they come up, we're going to read a couple of scriptures. Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3. That's right, brother. Slang it. Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3. We're talking about confiding in God. 
It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus says the Lord who made it, and the Lord who formed it, and to establish it. The Lord is His name. Right here. This is the Lord talking. Call to me. Is there anything hard about that? He says, confide in me. Ask me. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Man. Go ahead, y'all, whenever y'all are great and mighty things which we do not know man that's exciting to me I want to call to you father go to the next one Hebrews says seeing then that we have a great high priest talking about Jesus who has passed through the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. He says, Come boldly to the throne of grace. Just like Timothy comes to me and he says, Daddy, I want this. He don't come to me whispering. He says, Daddy, I need this. He comes boldly to his father what are we doing Lord woe is me you know I have this need Lord and, and, and if you think you could find time and you're not too busy that's not coming boldly he knows what we need before we even ask it church but he's saying trust me he's saying make a choice and get on your knees and pray to me and confide in me and I will hear your prayer Come boldly to the throne of grace. Go to the next one. Rejoice in the Lord always. That means in the car wrecks. That means in the hospitals. That means during the election. He says, always rejoice in me. Again, rejoice, I say. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything, not some things, not just the important things, but in everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Whoa, glory to God. Do you need peace in your heart, brother? Do you need peace in your heart? He says, call to me if you need peace in your heart. And I'll give it to you in your heart. And I'll give it to you in your mind because you're making godly choices. Next one. This is the last one. Simple gospel. Simple gospel. Matthew 7, 7 through 11. He says, ask, comma. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find it. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receives. Is that a simple gospel, church? For everyone who asks, receives. Glory to God. That's exciting to know. He says, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you? If your child asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father in heaven give you 
to those who ask. Just ask. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Don't confide in somebody until you ask. He says, knock, and the door will be open. This is our only hope. Dr. Phil cannot give you the answers you think you need. Jesus. Hallelujah. And they're going to play a song right here. And I'm going to ask anybody in here that needs peace in their heart. That don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'm not here to embarrass you. I don't want you to feel like it's some kind of thing. Like I say, half of us in here raised our hands when we said that we we're one way or another acquainted with Teen Challenge. So there ain't a whole bunch of saints in here at one time. Amen. You don't get to Teen Challenge or know about Teen Challenge for singing too loud in the choir. So you don't have to be embarrassed. But if you need peace in your heart, if you want the mind of Jesus, just real quickly, right now, I want you to raise your hand. Anybody in the room? Anybody in the room who's not sure 100% that God forbid something happened to you on the way home and you did die, that you're not 100% sure that you'd see Jesus Christ? Real quick, anybody? Anybody? Same thing for those out there online watching. If you're not 100% sure, if you need peace in your heart and the mind of Jesus, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Everyone's good on this? If you're not and you feel like it would have embarrassed you, come see me after the service and we'll talk about it. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just ask you, I ask you to touch those, Father God, and give them peace in their heart. Give them the mind of Jesus, Father God, if they come to their knees of repentance, Father, that they'll know you as we know you, not just as a Savior, but as a Lord and Master. I thank you, Father God, that you gave us a divine purpose, Lord. Before the foundations of the world were made, you gave us a divine purpose. Help us to trust you more, Lord. Help us to make choices based on your word, Father God, and help us to confide in you so we'll know what it is you would have us to do, Lord. I speak that over this congregation, and I speak it over social media right now, Lord. Deal with them, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen. So they're going to play some songs. Uh, my baptism guys, y'all want to come on? Where's Canaan? Canaan? Jerry? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Going out that door. Hey, y'all give it up for these guys right here. Is there anybody else? Anybody else that feels like God's pressed upon your heart to be baptized today? Man, I feel like there's someone in here that don't know Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay. Well, these guys are going to take it. We'll be back in a minute. So y'all just bear with us. Amen. All right. While they're getting ready, we'll do, some, do a few songs here. You guys feel free to sing along with us.